brain care, which is what we call our category, it's not a thing, but it should be a thing. Mm-hmm. As in, uh, people are only interested in looking after their brains after they've had a problem. But all of the things that we want in life, health, wealth, happiness, longevity, performance, these are all impacted directly by our brain. So if you look after your brain first, the rest starts to follow very quickly. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you've ever thought of hosting your own show, then I've now put together a bunch of different options for you. Whether you are a solopreneur or a big brand and you both want to have your own podcast, I've now got a course called Ultimate Podcast Mastery. I've got coaching programs, Alex's Inner Circle, and I've got an agency, Podpreneur, that creates done-for-you podcasts. So if you would like to create, launch, and grow your own show with no experience, no knowledge, and no tech skills, then simply go to ultimatepodcastmastery.com. That's ultimatepodcastmastery.com. Welcome to episode 326 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex, and my special guest this week, Dan Murray-Serta, the co-founder of the brain care company Heights, a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, super connector, cat dad, host of the UK's number one business podcast, Secret Leaders, and the curator of a great club and amazing rooms on mental health, performance, entrepreneurship, science, and spirituality over on Clubhouse with the Brain Care Club. So I first met Dan over at Clubhouse. I'd heard about his podcast before. It's very well known, Secret Leaders, had some amazing guests, but I connected with him on a number of different levels over on Clubhouse and decided that I needed him on here on Screw It, Just Do It podcast for you to listen to his message. So we talk about a whole bunch of different things. I love the fact he started a newsletter with a couple of hundred people and has grown it to 70,000 weekly readers. How he identified the biggest problem that his audience was suffering from and then provided a solution, a solution very different from the one he originally envisaged, which was in the form of tech and instead turned out to be building a product for them instead. We also talk about the mums test, about building a network, about crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. Without further ado, screw it, just do it. Dan Murray Serta. 
And for those who um, like to find out a little bit more um, about yourself, and I think I knew about your podcast before I knew about your business. So maybe you could um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and both of those. And then I'd love to dig into um, the reason behind you starting a business in the first place and and Mm. all the lessons learned thereon. Yeah, that does happen. Um, Most people know me for my podcast, Secret Leaders. um, And they, I think, you know, might forget the often... These, uh, you know, these these podcasts are actually hosted by entrepreneurs, and so those entrepreneurs are either post business or starting a new business or somewhere in between. That was the case with me. So I, I started Secret Leaders towards the end of my last business, which was Gravel, um, and Gravel was basically a viral hit smash. So I was very fortunate to be um, co-founder of a company that. Uh, became the number one shopping app in the UK, overtaking ASOS and Zara, and just really cottoned onto the mobile revolution very quickly, mobile shopping very quickly mm-hmm. in 2014. And um, so we were one of the first, and we just focused on mobile. We had no website. We just felt like all in on that one thing, thinking it was going to be big. And we were right. And so for a few years, you know, I was in my mid 20s, um, raising millions of pounds, scaling very fast and um, dealing with all of the stress and mental health problems that come along the way with not really having any clue what you're doing and just being thrust into this environment. And um, in the end, the business did fail. But I was lucky in a sense that I um, made loads of great connections. Um, I won lots of awards personally and the company won lots of awards. So, you know, that stuff, you know, these moments where you sort of would do something like go to Buckingham Palace and, you know, literally meet the Queen and see these people because you're like heralded as the next thing. Mm. Even if you don't become that next thing, the people you meet at these events um, are so wonderful and inspiring and kind and generous and they become your friends. And just from doing that a lot, I got some brilliant informal mentors, you know, Nick Jenkins and, well, rather than names like founders of Moonpig and Shazam and WeTransfer and Calm and all these guys who just became friends. And so, you know, again, in 2006, 17, I think it was, I was like, oh, I reckon, you know, there's not really any podcasts on, you know, particularly doing business and entrepreneurship. Well, I'm going to start one called Secret Leaders. And I just started that as a side gig um, and invited my friends to it. and. It took off, which was awesome. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. That's now its own bootstrapped company where I am the host. But, you know, I've got a team. Um, yeah. They're fully responsible for the business. I don't do anything really other than turn up and have all the fun. So I get to do all the That's interviewing. Fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get to do all the interviewing, but we have a team that actually run that business and do a great mm. job. And in the meantime, I was, you know, thinking about what's my next big play? What is the thing that I can do? Um I had had an experience um, during, like during my experience running Gravel. I'd had lots of different mental health problems um, that I think are rational and understandable. Things like imposter syndrome, things like burnout. You know, these are obviously things that um, anyone with not a giant size ego would experience. Imposter syndrome, doing something like this, meeting the queen, like all of those things in your twenties. It's a lot, right? As in. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm not a technologist, but I was running a mobile tech company and I was hiring 55 people in the middle of Shoreditch and, you know, most of them were tech. So you get a lot of imposter syndrome going on. That's, that's normal. Um, but I, at a point where things were going really well, I basically got insomnia and really chronic anxiety. 
And this was a sort of trigger point for a big change in my life. So I went through and, you know, it's worth saying that we're having this conversation on Brain Health Awareness Week, which is Mm. one week of the year where they talk about, you know, where it's a global organization and they try and get people to encourage in the conversation of understanding that our brains are our most important organs. We mostly don't give them any attention. We certainly don't pay attention to what science says about how to look after them. And usually, and I am guilty of this, usually you become super fascinated and make it a priority after you've had a major issue. So that's what happened to me. I had, I got insomnia. One night I just couldn't sleep. And then it went on another night and another night. And five and a half months later, I was still not sleeping. Um, I had been to, at this point, therapy, sleep therapy. I tried calm. I tried sleepio. I tried cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I tried cutting out alcohol, having more alcohol, like <laughs> you name a thing. And I'd been trying it. I'd gone to the doctors. He'd given me sleeping pills. Um, but I knew that that wouldn't solve the problem. Um, you know, after a while, this like insomnia, you, you know, there's a, such a lack of sleep that, um, you know, you start to have physical reactions as well in the day. So I'd go into the office and, you know, I'm CEO in a boardroom with a chairman and investor and all this stuff. And I just have a panic attack. I just start like hot and cold sweats. Full on have to leave the room, unable to concentrate, unable to think about anything other than how terrible everything is the whole time. And just like very uncharacteristic behaviors that I wasn't mm. ever used to and I'd never experienced before. And long story short is I was out for dinner with a friend and she said to me, have you heard of brain nutrition? And I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. You sound like a weirdo. And she was like, well, you should probably go and see a dietitian because I'd already told her all the things I'd done. And she was like, you should see a dietitian. That's like what they do. And I was like, isn't that like a nutritionist? So she was like, mm. nutritionists deal with healthy people. Dietitians deal with sick people. And they're like scientifically trained, medically trained in the NHS, et cetera. So they've got like a pretty deep understanding. And really your doctor should have told you to do that, uh, which he didn't. Mm. So I went to see this dietitian. She diagnosed me in about a minute, literally, prescribed me supplements. So prescribed me DHA omega-3, blueberry extract, and B vitamin complex told me to go somewhere expensive like Planet Organic or Whole Foods because she was like, just avoid Boots or, or Holland and Barrett because you, you, you need the scientific dose, not the minimums that they put on the high street. Right. So you need quality. You need to feed your brain, report back. And within a week, I was sleeping like a baby. Um, I slept till 7 a.m. one night, which was just insane for me. And obviously without you have like a sense of relief and my anxiety started to go away. And I was like blown away by the fact that this had happened and mm. also by how quickly she had diagnosed me right so within a, like like say immediately anyway i called her up to tell her how excited i was about how her magical supplements had so- solved my problems and rather than being like happy for me or excited or anything she was literally just exasperated as in she was like yeah i know and, really? I was like, oh. and she was like yes i know this happens to me all the time huh. all the time i'm the last person that everyone comes to That's why I was able to prescribe you. And she basically said, which really stuck with me, everyone thinks that they can cure every mental health problem on a psychological level. And when people want more from life, so, you know, you want like, they fix their mindset or they think of a positive attitude and all these things. She's like, there's only so much that you can fix on a psychological level. You are a human being, you are a biological human, and therefore, your physiological and biological states, which are affected by nutrition and hydration, are more likely, quite often, to make an impact than all the things that you already thought did. And she's like, I'm not saying that don't go to therapy, and I'm not saying don't fix your mindset. What I'm saying is 
you feed your brain what it needs to thrive. And then you also fix your thoughts, your mindset, et cetera, and everything comes into place. But most people ignore the whole nutrition piece, which she's like, it's obviously bonkers to me, but no one knows about it. So yeah. she's like, yes, I know it works. Good for you. Carry on. <laughs> so that's like basically where the entrepreneurial spark started with me. I was like, oh my God. And then, and then I started reading science papers because I can be quite nerdy. So then I was like, um, sorry, I'm aware that I've riffed for ages, but I'll just finish this train of thought, if you don't yeah, mind, yeah, no, which, please, which, is, which is that I, I basically asked myself, why didn't I know about this? Because I was, um, you know, I, I'm into fitness, I'm into health, um, mm. I eat well, I exercise regularly, I do all of the things, I read all the self-help books, you know, I'm pretty open-minded, I like, like good conversations with people, but this had never really come into my world. And I was like, why? And why am I so skeptical, more importantly? Like, I was very much like supplements don't work, ignore all of them. So mm. why? And I'm like, well, the reason is because I, you know, my trust has been eroded on Instagram from charismatic marketeers who I don't believe have any credibility and I don't trust them. Um, it's happened so many times a day that now I don't trust anything in the industry. And I read these like sensationalist headlines about how supplements don't work, which I've then later learned is like always a headline and never actually the detail in the, in the article. So mm. I was like, all of these things compound that I don't have trust. And if I don't have trust, most people won't have trust. So surely there's an amazing opportunity for a business here, a brand, mm. all about trust and science. Um, let's see what the science says. And I started reading these science papers, so science journals, but basically what I've learned is over and over and over again, prove scientifically that nutrition has a humongous role to play in our mental health and mental performance and cognitive decline. So all of the things that we actually want from life to feel good, to think clearly and to live longer and better, like sharp mind, obviously there's no point living a long time if you've got Alzheimer's or dementia or neurological diseases, right? So if all of these things can be demonstrated by science as um, literally nutrition and vitamins actually making a massive impact on this, then surely we can do a good job of bringing this stuff to the fore. So I started writing a newsletter and that's actually how the business started is I just said, no one's reading these science papers. I like communicating. I'm going to start a business. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm just going to start writing. And so I wrote a three-minute newsletter that I've sent every single Sunday for the last two years mm -hmm. on how to take care of your brain according to science. And it's always what a science paper says, but I rewrite it in like millennial chat, if you will. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. some emojis, some lols, <laughs> and, and then the link to the science. Yeah, yeah. And, and for you, when you looked at that, did you, did you already think the there are good products already out there addressing that, but they've just got a bad PR problem in that nobody knows about them. There's, there's two things. Um, there's one, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a few things. The, the, the model in general is, is to sell in retail, right? Yeah. So one problem with selling in retail is, um, I, again, I take an entrepreneurial mindset, which was first principles. It's like, let's look at how the industry works. And I don't come from nutrition or supplements or vitamins or any of this stuff. So, that to me and for anyone that's listening i think it's a huge competitive advantage because you go in completely clueless so you ask mm. all the right questions so the first thing we found was um most of them sell are made to sell in retail in physical store if you make something to sell in retail you are set up to make something every two years so your ingredients will degrade considerably and yeah, the way yeah. that people the way that people make these is they they make them in batches of millions and then distribute them all over the world but then they're like literally just degrading so we're like nutrients actually need updating all the time and actually better quality ingredients come out all the time the science 
going into quality nutrition that goes into supplements is updating regularly. Um, so we're like, what if we were to think about this like a tech company, like always in beta, every three months, we'll look if there are better ingredients, we can update our formula because we're doing direct to consumer. If you're gonna feed your most important organ, it should be the best quality nutrients. So mm. we can do that. And the other thing is um, the more frequently you do that, the more space there might be in the product, which means you can introduce new ingredients that would be high quality as well. So there's lots of benefits for doing it. Um, the second was no one focuses on an organ. So you look at what goes on, what people do and what they make in, in, in retail and on Amazon or wherever you would buy your vitamins. It's vitamin D, it's zinc, it's magnesium. It's, it's the specific things. Um, mm. Yes, you might be told that you need that specific thing, but let me tell you what else you're taking if you take a zinc pill. 90% of it will be chalk or caking powder. Like you, there's like a scrap of zinc that you need. Of course, that's like, it's not their fault. That's just how much you actually need is like mm. a tiny speck. And the rest of the capsule is all just like literally a bulking caking agent. Yeah. So we were like, well, that's not very good for you. We don't want to do that. Why don't we say our organ is the brain? What are the key nutrients that your brain needs? How can we pack that into just two pills a day? We tried to pack it into one, but it was impossible. So we were like, okay, two. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, and then the reason for that as well is because there's a big difference between the scientific dosage that you can put into a product that has an impact on your body and brain mm. and a minimum amount that makes a marketing claim. So yeah. the example to put here is like seven Cs, for example. Um, the scientific dosage for omega-3s is 250 milligrams per day to have a like impact on your brain and heart. The seven C's, which is the biggest manufacturer in the world of omega threes, put in 45 milligrams per day because that's what they can legally get away with and make a marketing claim. So you buy seven C's for 15 pounds, thinking it's a lot cheaper than the ones in, well, mm. lot cheaper than ours or a lot cheaper than, um, than, than Whole Foods or whatever. But you're actually, you'd need to take seven C's for six days just to get one day worth of what you're meant to be taking. Wow. But it's all in small print on the back. Mm. So there's a lot of things that go on in the supplement industry that's like, this is how we do things as an industry. Which means if you've come from tech and you have a disruptive mindset, you go, that's not how it should be done. So that's not how we're going to do it. So we've got no caking agents, no synthetic fillers, a patented double capsule, which essentially, um, I'm going to show you an example of it. I know hey, podcast, nice. so people can't necessarily see. However, um, as you can see, that is an omega-3 capsule. And on the inside, trying to focus it there, on the inside is a pill yeah. floating. Yeah, yeah. You see it says so like two in one. Mm. So we've like literally designed capsules from the ground up that completely are to spec of what we think is important for your brain. Um, and when I say we, our first job was to hire a chief science officer with a much better pedigree than two entrepreneurs. So um, Dr. Tara Swartz was our first hire and she's our chief science officer. Um, she has a PhD in neuropharmacology. She's a senior lecturer at MIT. She's written a best-selling book on the brain. So she's like unbelievable. And a medical okay. doctor as well. Yeah. Done it all. Um, so when did you decide, Dan, to go? So say you were you were writing that newsletter. Yes. I, I thought it was interesting. How did you decide what product you were going to bring them? Were you getting feedback? Was that newsletter getting you feedback? Like were you publicizing yeah. it? Okay. Such a good question. Such a good question. So we didn't know what we were going to make. In fact, we are mobile entrepreneurs, right? So we thought we yeah. were going to make an app. Um, uh, and we definitely didn't think we were going to make this. Um, no because we never, we just, it's just not our space. So we just, it wasn't ever, uh, <laughs> never came up. But 
we were building an audience and we were asking that audience constantly um, about their habits. And there's a great book I recommend to people called The Mum Test, which basically gives you a series of questions to ask people that aren't leading. Because what entrepreneurs will always do, especially when they're starting up, is they'll have an idea in their mind about what they want to make. So they will ask questions to a foregone conclusion. And so you can you can then tell other people, like we asked 100 people and they said they definitely want this. And, you know, it's a very hard skill to ask an unobjective question. So the point of the mum test is you need to be able to ask these questions to your mum without her telling you that you're brilliant, that you've got the idea, <laughs> that you're a genius. You need your mum to really right. like be able to tell you what her behaviors are without taking you down a path. It's very clever. Mm. Anyway, so we followed this book to the T. And it's essentially a whole load of product discovery questions that ask people about what their behaviors are, what their habits are, what they know about their brain, what they don't, what their gaps are. And that led to us realizing um, a slightly different thing, which is that most people that we interviewed who are busy professionals started taking supplements, but they never continued for starters. So very rarely would they continue. And one of their main reasons was they didn't really know why they were taking them. Um, so really interesting like actually learning from people about what the gaps were in the market because at this time you know they were saying you know i use i use an app for this and you know i might do peak or i might do calm or this is what i do for habits and like all that stuff but when it came to like nutrition they were all sort of saying the same thing which actually a lot of them took certain things maybe it was like vitamin d for mood or vitamin c for energy like they had these stories that they had been told about the things that they're doing but they all also said I end up with like six or seven different supplements that I'm meant to take every day. And then I just can't be bothered to take any of them because it's too many. So I just stop. Mm. I get out of the habit. I do it for about a week and I stop. Mm. So we're like, oh, so interested. So do you know, this is like really starting to trigger questions for us, yeah. which is they've got all these individual stories, but in each of those pills, there is so little in the space of a pill. There is genuinely so little of it is the ingredient that you need. Mm. The the exception to that is magnesium, which is a dense product. Everything else, it's like if I show you on your on a, on a, on a palm of the hand, you wouldn't see it, right? Yeah. So, the amount of crap people are taking by eating these pills is just because of how it's been done before. And multiply so that is, over a year or whatever with seven people, pills a day. Yeah. Exactly, well, and people yeah. stop. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really interesting because like for us, it's not even like oh cool. So you know, think about how much you're taking. It's like well, they just stop and they don't get back in the habit again till January. Mm. So. We were like really interested, like actually, um, because he'd been on my podcast, James Clear, um, the Atomic Habits guy, you know, I got in touch with him and I was like, you know, I'm Very having cool. some thoughts about um, our product, how we can make it habit forming, like all the different things that we can do, because we've identified that there are these key nutrients that your brain needs to thrive. Um, we know, according to science, they make a massive difference to your mental well-being and long-term health. So like here are all the papers. This is all the evidence. This is why this would be a great product. but it's not great if no one if no one continues to take it. That is like clearly the biggest problem to solve in this market. And if you can solve that, mm. people start to feel better because not only have most people that have ever bought supplements never taken good ones because they buy them in a Holland barrel boots, right? They just go to the high street and they are cheap. And the thing is, you do pay. You get what you pay for. So if you bought your supplements somewhere like Whole Foods or Planet Organic you probably take very good supplements. Mm -hmm. It's just the price point thing. And it's sad because it's like a, it's almost like a very middle-class thing to say, but actually I've learned yeah, it's yeah. just like wine. You buy a 10 pound bottle of wine, what are you getting? You're getting like 99p worth of wine because the rest has gone on tax. It's like the same mm -hmm. story with supplements. If you think about it, logically you go into Boots, you buy Vitabiotics, they're 10 quid. Boots take 60% of that. 
and there's 17% VAT on, on supplements. So suddenly there's about £2.50 worth of your product left that actually was produced by Vitabiotics. And then Vitabiotics probably like to take a margin. Yeah. Their own product. So if you think about where your £10 going, you've got about £1.50 worth of supplements in there for a 30-day supply. So like the economics do not work out for them to give you any quality. It's not their fault. It's just the model. So for us, we were like, going direct to consumer um, would be a really great opportunity for us because um, what goes into our product um, is essentially, and we've done this, we've done this math multiple times over. If you were to buy it in Planet Organic, it costs 112 pounds to get what's in heights every single month. Um, every month. And we, sell it, we sell it from 40 pounds down to 30 pounds like, per month. So from one pound a day, depending on what subscription you get. Nice. And my favorite story about all of this, by the way, is um, I went for lunch with the founder of Planet Organic to show her. So I literally went with her products from Planet Organic and the bill and heights and said, I want you to invest in us because this is what we're doing. This is how we're disrupting, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, wow. she's been an investor since day one and she's like our number one customer. She buys <laughs> our, our products for her and her five, uh, her husband and her three kids. Um, she has on every month, even though she gets free supplements from Planet Organic. And her reason is, it's not even about the free versus paying. She doesn't want to have to take like 11 supplements. Yeah, exactly. This is more convenient for her, so she enjoys it more. Anyway. That's a bit of a meander, but the, cool um, <laughs> it's, it's cool, right? It's really Very interesting. Cool. Um, so she, she, um, I think validates this perspective quite a lot, but going direct to consumer means you can not compromise on quality, but also not have to deal with the retail margins as well, which makes it quite prohibitive. Mm. But how long, how long did it take you to, to bring, um, product to market? Cause I was chatting to Johnny Kennedy from Noob. Bria, um, who I don't know if that's a, a direct competitor or or anything like that, the former sale rugby player who's who's launching. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and he was telling me how long it had taken them to actually bring the product to market as well. So I was interested to know from yourself. Yeah, a long time. Okay. A year and a half. I mean, it yeah. feels like a very long time. If you're in tech, it's an extremely long time, right? Um, mm. And each product, you know, you sort of start these things concurrently. So each product is a long development cycle. Um, and our next product that we're bringing out, for example, is called a psychobiotic. So this is brand new strain of probiotic, but it's okay. so heavily researched. I mean, there's literally an author that writes, um, has done all the research on this particular strain. And anyway, I won't bore you with it. But the point of it is uh, it's a probiotic that specifically impacts your mood and cognition. Mm -hmm. So super, super, super impactful. But it's so hard to get these strains. You have to cultivate them yourself. Um, you have to identify them, then you have to cultivate them, then you have to package them up and all this stuff. So it's been in development since pretty much the same time we started this. It's just, you know, they take wow. a long time to develop if your intention is to make the best products in the market, which is our whole thing. Mm. So the way that we see our positioning is brain care, which is what we call our category. It's not a thing, but it should be a thing, mm -hmm. as in... People are only interested in looking after their brains after they've had a problem. But all of the things that we want in life, health, wealth, happiness, longevity, performance, these are all impacted directly by our brain. So if you look after your brain first, the rest starts to follow very quickly um, within one to three months. And we never sell this as a uh, quick fix. We actively disencourage people looking for quick fix on our website by making it a subscription. Yeah. We don't sell it ever to anyone on a one-off. We tell you to go to any other quick fix website and come back to us when you've given up on that because mm -hmm. there is no quick fix in life. It all takes commitment. And uh, we're very lucky in that our, 
our customers stick around. You know, we talked about retention being yeah. the main thing in the supplement industry. We've got 95% a month um, retention. Wow. But the, nor- the normal in the supplement industry is less than 50%. Is it really? So, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, so you're it's a hard business. It's a hard business. Mm. Um, because two things. One, people aren't buying for the long term. Two, they're doing what I said, which is they're jumping on these health kicks and then giving up. Yeah. Um, three, they're buying low quality, so they're not feeling any different. You know, and this is it, right? As in, there's no sense of, um, of of personal feeling better. And then the other thing that we do as a direct to consumer is we're all about community. So you know, we work really hard at super engaging our our community together. Mm. You know, you've seen how much I'm on Clubhouse. Like that's all in the brain. Almost uh-huh. all of it is in in the brain care community. Yeah. So you know, that's bringing together people about conversations for our brain health and our mental health. And I bring in world leading experts all over the world to help people get access to this kind of information on a daily basis on top of, you know, the reason I was a minute late to this, you know, midday meditation in brain care club, you know, there's like the meditations, there's breath work, there's all these things that we can do to take care of our brains. So um, we're very purposeful about being more than just a supplement because nutrition is one way to improve your brain health. Um, But brain care in our perspective is like a daily system of small habits Mm. and they are small integrative habits and um we've actually just published like after a year worth of finding you can see at yourheights.com forward slash brain care we've put together a brain care bible essentially of small habits little tips and tools you can do to take care of your brain every single day referencing back to experts and resources like we always do but you know this is this is the thing. People that sort of buy into the long-term view of how they want to be in life really resonate with our mission. And so we're very lucky that we've got people like Stephen Fry is a massive advocate, like testimonials. I mean, he's pretty much one of our oldest and most consistent customers. Not old by age, of course. Yeah. Um, that actually might be, funny enough, we've got John Cleese as well. He might be the oldest. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, but we've got loads of the different founders and CEOs um, from around the world. We've got the founder of Huel, we've got the founders of Calm. You know, we've got some really like brilliant um, entrepreneurs and thinkers yeah. that start, there you go, love Huel. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got these brilliant guys who start their day literally by taking two capsules from Heights, you know, and that's how they're fueling their brain. So that starts to create a really good story. Mm. Um, because people obviously understandably can be quite skeptical and I completely get that. But the more you build up these stories of success from people that are impressive and open-minded about this opportunity to take care of your brain, um, I think the more you can break down these barriers. So for us, it's like a lot of it's about brand storytelling and the way that we see the long-term is there will be a brand that exists in the world in 10 years. That's all about brain nutrition and brain care. There just will. Because if you look at the mm. wellness industry, for your yeah. physical body, you know, yes, there's Pelotons today, but like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, what were they? Maybe they were protein companies and they sort of develop into a wellness sensation around our physical bodies. But that hasn't really started for the brain yet. Um, the mind is just one aspect of the brain, right? The brain itself yeah. is an organ and it literally needs nutrients and hydration and these different inputs to thrive. So our job, if we're doing it right, is to get people motivated and excited about the small things they can do every day to look after their brain um, over the long term. Well, shorter, but you know, one to three months, but also the long term, actually see the impact that makes. So mm. very, very excited about sort of the, the future of building this category, but it's very much brick by brick. Yeah, no. And it's it, what I find interesting is that um, 
it makes total sense when you explain it and kind of when I refer back to my previous comment about, you know, the the lack of awareness uh, around this, but it does make total and utter sense when you when you explain it like that. Um, how, I suppose, pros and cons really, but with, with the pandemic and, and what's happened and the awareness that has built around brain health, and I, I prefer, I prefer, that terminology to be honest with you as well um how has that like helped and hindered you throughout uh, throughout the last 12 months and you must see things like other competitors coming to the market trying to piggyback off this that probably don't have the quality that you've just literally described to us as well when it comes to their products um i mean i'm not just saying it we don't spend a lot of time thinking about competitors um because we've got quite a so like we for example we don't think about our products very much we think about the brand so we honestly think a lot like I'll give you an example our number one metric in the company is members of our brain care community not just on clubhouse but just in general right so our north star metric is all about driving participation and engagement around our mission for brain care so that might be you know followers on instagram subscribers for our email newsletter and we're quite harsh with like what engaged and not engaged looks like as well mm. we've got a podcast called the brain care podcast every episode is 15 minutes that is flying um comparing it to secret leaders growth um i think it's because of the 15 minute episodes it's, it's flying like crazy mm. um and the reality for us is you know we're looking for active participation in the story of brain care, whether people become our customers or not, because we believe that in the end, we'll have a suite of products that are relevant for different people. So we're not necessarily worried about monetization, but we are worried that people are jeopardizing their mental health, ignoring nutrition, ignoring simple steps of how to look after their brain. And that's a big problem in society. And if you want to take a long-term brand view, you have to be interested in the story you're telling and the impact that you're making. Um, so for us, we don't look at competitors because competitors, so far from what I can see, are all product-led, Yeah. right? So they're all about, this is our product, this is what the product can do for you, this is the product, 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 whereas we've literally got a community-based strategy as a company. Um, we started off as content, as a newsletter. That's still the heart of our business. We've got 70,000 people that read our newsletter every Sunday. Um, and wow. that is like, you know, a huge bit of inspiration and excitement for me because i can tell you that about six or seven months into writing that newsletter we had about 400 people reading it still really right? so, so one of yeah. my lessons to people is like you just you've got to figure out i mean you've got to tweak these things of course and listen to feedback but mm. you've got to do the things there's two sides to it one is you've got to do the things that you feel are sustainable for you like there's going to be weeks when you just can't be bothered and there's going to be weeks where you just think you're making no progress so is the reason that you're turning up and doing the work because you're personally also getting some fulfillment out of it? For the newsletter, for me, the answer was always yes, because I was always reading science about the brain. So mm. whilst I'll never be a neuroscientist, all the information I know about how the brain works comes from a science paper because I wrote about it. Um, and when you read something, you learn it once, but when you write it, you learn it twice. So you, you literally, or if you share knowledge, you, you, you learn it twice. So for me, I'm a lifelong learner. So I was getting motivation out of doing the newsletter for that, which was important when you've got like, oh my God, four new readers this week, but like five people unsubscribed. God, that's just so... Yeah, now you're thinking, how am I building a community when I'm 100%. not losing? Yeah. 100%. But the answer mm. is you are building a community. You're just finding your people. And that yeah. takes time. So 
I think, you know, it's really important thing to say for us, it's like we fully believe that we'll be a successful business if we focus on building a really great community. Um, and if we can build connections and we can bring people together and we can explain the impact that looking after your brain will have. And bear in mind, most of the things that we talk about, we don't monetize. So like we talk yep. about, you know, we do breath work, like talking about the impact of breath or hydration. And again, nutrition is just one of 10 pillars that we talk about. So nine have nothing to do with anything that we can ever monetize, but they're important to people feeling better. So our thought is more like, did someone, so did Alex experience heights and listen to some of the things we said? And is he feeling better? Could he ca categorically say, since discovering heights, I'm feeling better? Mm -hmm. Is he a customer? Irrelevant. What's the answer? Yes. Well, mm -hmm. if he did, then we're doing our job right as a brand, because I believe that even if you don't buy this product, maybe in five years, maybe that's how long your decision cycle is, you'll yeah. become a customer, but you're reading our information, you're part of the community, you're giving us engagement, like, and probably feedback. This is all valuable for us. So if you set your business up like you're a community, mm. then the revenue side isn't actually quite so stressful because it's not the main thing you're working on. And I don't see any other supplement brands or product-based brands thinking like that. And that's because of their business model, right? We're a direct community. Oh, sorry, direct to community is what I call D2C. But yeah, direct to consumer yeah. for the non for the non-jargon. Um, we're direct to consumer business. Um, we don't sell in retail. Like all of these reasons set us up to be a really community-focused brand. Mm. I find that really interesting. Um, and you know, my first first podcast episode that I had that went to number one was interviewing Julian Hearn from Huel. And for me, the mm. difference. Um, for something like that resonating rather than intervene like a Richard Reed from Innocent or a Ray Kelvin from, from Tay Baker was the fact mm. that they had a super engaged community. That was the yeah. difference. It just wasn't customers who happened to consume their product. Um, and for you then, and, and for people listening, how did you turn that community or, or proportion of that community into like, say, your first thousand, thousand customers? Because I think that's always crucial for, for people who are maybe starting to tell the story of their brand through a particular channel, be that through social media or through through an email or through a newsletter but how do you then turn that into you know a revenue stream for you and, and ultimately a business that can sustain you your family you know dreams and all the rest of it really because uh, yeah for sure so the first thousand customers is a great question um the answer to that was the newsletter um so we did previews i mean we pre-launched our product uh, so we launched our product january the 6th 2020 it was still just me, Joel, and Tara. So we hacked everything together. Um, but January the 6th, 2020 was, you know, a year of hope still at that time. The pandemic mm -hmm. didn't really set in till March. Um, and actually, the first lockdown happened this week, a year ago. And I know that because it happened during Brain Awareness Week last year. Um, um, and so that was a massive failed excitement piece for us. Um, but the answer to your question is we, um, we invited 100 people to be on a trial for our product three months in advance to launching. And so they did that three-month trial. And at that point, after three months, we had 100 people, 85 of them became our first customers. It was just an automated email campaign. Do you want to carry on or not? We're like, bloody hell, that's quite high. That's really like better mm. than we expected. So when we launched on January the 6th, we said um, we did stuff on limited supply. So we were like, we've already got our first 85 customers. We are only releasing another hundred per week, um, so we did the whole, you know, limited, uh, limited supply thing. Even though we had more supply, 
Um, and why that was good was because we got to like keep a real sense of like passionate engagement from people with the content that we were putting out, right? Um, we operated a waiting list. You know, we did all of this smart stuff that you actually would. And actually, you know what's funny? Um, people always ask me how we got Stephen Fry to become a customer. And it was more luck than judgment because we managed to get a product sent to him. I've got a list of the people that I want to be customers of Heights, right? And he was yeah. one of them, obviously, because he's just so smart. Um, but also has mental health problems. He's got bipolar. Nutrition is something actually, well, evidence in science papers I'd seen about schizophrenia and, and bipolar are really helping and ADHD as well. So I was like, he's just so prime. I got one of our existing investors knew him. So it was like, why don't you courier a product to him and just see what happens? Anyway, did that, thought nothing more of it. And he then tried to buy it on our website, but you couldn't because it was just a waiting list. Uh, right. so if you could have, he would have. And I probably never would have got in touch with him again because I would think it would have been almost inappropriate. Mm. But because he couldn't get it, he then got my email address from a mutual friend and was like, I'm so sorry to bother you. I love this <laughs> yeah. product. This made yeah, I mean, honestly, I remember exactly where I was. I was in a church with my mum, which is funny because we're Jewish. Um, so you always will remember that. Um, yeah. Well, we were at a Sunday service, which was quite lovely. And we um being curious and uh, it was all very nice. And I got this email. I was like, man, it's Stephen Fry. He's just email me. What the hell? Anyway, um, so he said, like, I'd really love to jump the waiting list. Please, can I order it? I'll buy it, you know, a year in advance. I'm happy to subscribe. I, I think it's great. And I was like, you can have all that stuff if you'll give me a testimonial. And he was like, oh, absolutely. And I was like, I want to use this on the website. He's like, oh, of course, 100%. So it was great because it got, it, that was a massive springboard. Because in your first week of launching, to have a quote from Stephen Fry um, validating your products, you know, this is someone you can't buy a testimonial from. You couldn't pay him. You wouldn't do no. it. So no. this really helped. And so, you know, with the first thousand customers, to be honest with you, um, it's about, for us, it was about consistency, which is that if nothing else, our customers knew that every Sunday they'd get an email in their inbox for three minutes and help them understand their brain. And it's mm. not always about nutrition, by the way. I mean, very commonly, it's not about nutrition. Um, but it's about the different things that science says about how to take care of your brain in under three minutes. So it's like quite a powerful newsletter that people want to receive. Um, mm. Every so often, we'll talk about nutrition, but in every single um, you know issue, it is obviously a link to buy our products. And so over yeah. a period of time, this whole game is about building trust. This whole entire game. That's why I wasn't interested in this space. I need to be convinced that I can be trusted. I can trust this brand with my most important organ. You know, this was all my own experience. So we know that this is just about consistency and trust building. And that's what we see. So, you know, the, the trick to the 5,000 customers for us was just this one thing, this one newsletter every single week on a Sunday consistently. Um, we didn't hire anyone until the end of March 2020. So, you know, we were really like you know an integrated yeah, supply so. chain yeah we're very lean very lean yeah um and then we spent the rest of the year putting together a really nice seed round which we did on cedars um yeah so we ended up raising a two million pound um seed which is very quickly pretty decent <laughs> well the first million the first million was record-breaking yeah so the whole the whole two million oh, was done over five days but the first million was done in 20 minutes unbelievable yeah um, so, and that's a sign of a good community though right that's a sign of mm. a super engaged audience very passionate about your product and we've got some of the top entrepreneurs in europe uh, investors in the company right from you know your stephen bartlett's and michael acton smith of calm to 
you know, like I said, the founder of Planet Organic, founders of WeTransfer, Shazam, like all of these guys are investors in the products. They were customers first and they just love it. Mm. So we're lucky to have a really awesome um, investor base that buy into what we do. Yeah. But also, you know, I would say this is like, people saw this. I wrote a whole massive crowdfunding article, how we did it. And it was really yeah, to dispel that. this, yeah. right? It was to say, mm. yes, we were the fastest ever to raise twenty minutes uh, to raise a million pounds, um, and we did it in twenty minutes. But actually, that took eight months. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and here's and here's how that breaks down. Um, and I think it's important that people know that this isn't you know enough of this get rich quick bollocks. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. Like yeah. you've got to. It's that overnight success, isn't it? The fact that you got twenty minutes, you got a million pounds from fundraising. Yeah. The fact that it's taking you eight eight months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I ran I ran a, a company in my mid twenties that was piling on thirty thousand new users a day. Um, you know, that's like you know, some pedigree. I failed, but if you think about that, like that also goes into the raising a twenty minute story, right? You yeah. don't just like suddenly do these things. You know, that's. I've been doing entrepreneurship now for nine years. Yeah. And so, you, you haven't just done that to get a production line of fantastic podcast guests, but they get, they're pretty good then given who you just told me when you got like the Stephen Bartlett's and the Julian Hearns and uh, you got a never ending supply of fantastic leaders. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I, the, yeah. The, the, and also what's really nice is we, um, I'm sure you do as well, right. But on the podcast side, we just get such amazing inbounds all the time. I love it. It's awesome. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even think about it as in like, we like, you know, if I think about two of the most ridiculous ones, we had Will Shu from Deliveroo and the founder of Slack and they were inbounds. And I hadn't even, I'm, I would have thought to reach out to them at some point. I just hadn't yet. Yeah. And they reached out to me. I like, do you come with you on the show? I was like, yes, definitely. Thank you. Love to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So fun. So yeah. Anyway, mm. I, I know that we both love podcasting and think it's brilliant, but it's so good. But then, but then what's awesome for me is on the brain care podcast when i when i wanted to start a new one i, I kind of a knew what i was doing b i didn't need any help mm. right so i was able to just do it like a one-man show myself quickly um but i get to have people conversations with people like as i've matured and i'm not saying this to be disrespectful or anything but as i've just matured my interests as you do as a human being you know i'm now more interested in how the brain works in psychology than i am in entrepreneurship per se so whilst i enjoy yeah. secret leaders um and i love learning from these people because my job is the ceo um, my interests are definitely on how we work. And so I use that Brain Care podcast to do that. You know, I interview like this week on the podcast at the moment is Nir Ayal, who's the author of like Hooked and Indestructible. And, you know, yes, I've had Stephen Fry and Jay Shetty and like all those people, but I will literally reach out to like the head of neuroscience at Stanford or head of neuroscience at UCL and be like, you know, can we do a 15 minute podcast episode, right? And it's just amazing because I get to interview who i want to in far more interesting things that i i'm personally curious about at the moment and so i do think there is um you know and uh, something to be said for people to consider as well which is just because you were known to do one thing doesn't mean that you shouldn't admit or listen to yourself and listen to what your new interests are and see how you can experience that in the next stage of your career otherwise you know you're kind of staying still mm. yeah yeah good um, point. If you, I was just going to say, because on that note, I don't think about what's the next business podcast I can produce. I, that doesn't come into my head. Maybe no. the guys in my team might, and they can do that. But for mm -hmm. me, I'm like, what are the conversations I want to have with people? 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always remember some somebody saying to me, uh, I'd love to, I can't, can't remember who it was, but when they were saying that having done their part, might have been a Lewis House or somebody like that who I interviewed, literally saying it's been the equivalent of getting a Harvard education without actually going to Harvard, just picking yeah. the brains of these people, you know. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I was wondering, have you ever chatted to Anthony Fletcher from Grey's, former CEO? I, I, uh, no, not in not an interview, but funny enough, I've been... Uh, we were both on a board together when I was running gravel. Um, right, okay. I was on a board with him, so we've been out drinking a lot. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, nice I spoke to him. He was moving out of London nearer me to me in Winchester, and we were talking about going for a beer. And I was just thinking when he was talking about like his background as a scientist and you know the lessons he's learned through the subscription model and um, yes, you know, yes. in the US, especially. You know, I thought I thought of you immediately, and just thought that you guys need to have a conversation. But you clearly had a few. <laughs> he's great though I mean I haven't actually talked to him since starting Heights but I did talk to um, uh, William Reeve who was the co-founder of Grey's as well who's yeah. a subscription king I think because he did Love Film and Grey's oh. and uh, all of those yeah mm. I mean it's fascinating I mean Grey's is phenomenally successful and really interesting we yeah. took a lot of inspiration from companies like them and Bloom and Wild though so like this is our our pack, by the way. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our product uh, is like fits through the letterbox and is like all environmentally friendly. And then like the design is everything. And, beautiful. you know, we didn't mm. really pay attention to what those guys did really well and thought about how to, you know, take what's been done well and apply it to this space. Wow. So hope you enjoyed that. I mean, wow, that could have gone on for quite a long while me chatting to Dan. Uh, Love the story of how he started the newsletter, um, literally a couple of hundred people. And then now it's like 70,000 people a week reading it. Amazing community. And I've seen at first hand what a great community builder Dan is uh, by being on Clubhouse, um, being in his rooms, and then the pleasure of hosting some of my rooms under his brain care club in there. talks very authoritatively on a number of subjects. He's got an amazing um, podcast himself. If you haven't listened to it, um, do go and check it out as well. Secret Leaders. And look, for me, really interesting, I think, finding out how they got their first thousand customers. Uh, I think that's a great story for for everybody on how to um, literally start something by building the community first, then asking them questions, the mum test that Dan talks about of asking them questions where they're not going to give you the answer that you want to hear, um, but they actually tell you what they what they need uh, and then you go build it. Like Dan thought he was going to build another tech company. Instead, he, he, he built a product um, and identified what, the biggest problem was, and then went out and addressed it. So um, I, I loved that. I loved really uh, listening to that um, from from Dan as well. I didn't know the background to Grabble and how he ultimately said that that business uh, was a failure, but it clearly learned a lot from the community building that he did at that business and, and taking it through um, to this business today instead. So Incredibly interesting story, um, what he's doing. Um, you'll also 
would have heard about the the funding as well uh, and, and how that, you know, wasn't an overnight success. It was all about having a super engaged audience, having aligned partners. And the proof is in the pudding. They clearly, you know, voted with their, with their money um, and bought into the business. So, um, Great story. Hope you all really enjoyed it. Um, I'd strongly advise you um, when you join Clubhouse, because you'll all want to join Clubhouse, to head on over and check out Dan's Brain Care Club. In the meantime, you can go and check out his Secret Leaders podcast as well. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn how to launch and grow your own number one rated podcast like this with zero experience, zero knowledge, and zero tech skills, come and join me at ultimatepodcastmastery.com where I've just launched for a limited number of people a brand new podcast membership course. So you'll get access to my ultimate podcast mastery membership course. You'll get my digital workbook, my progress sheet, my launch checklist, and all of the nitty gritty cheat sheets, templates, and scripts, the podpreneur way. You'll also get weekly live Q&A with me, exclusive WhatsApp group chat, an entry to my private Facebook group, as well as access to all my past interviews and trainings with special guests as well. This is available for a limited time for a limited number of people. So once it's gone, it's gone. But if you'd like to learn how to do exactly what I'm doing now, then I'll show you how. Head on over to ultimatepodcastmastery.com. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It, Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It, Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It, Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you. If you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time. Thank you.